had already. <laughs> Episode 126. From Shrooms to Skyrim. Hope you like them. Because we got them, baby. Actually, we don't. We don't have any shrimps here. But if we did, we'd be taking them. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram featuring Carlos. A show neither about Shrooms nor about Skyrim. Those are just the motherfucking parameters. It's episode 126. This episode is brought to you by Sandbar, Coconut Grove, 3064 Grand Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33133, Home of the Fish Taco, Happy Hour, Monday to Friday, 3 to 7, Taco Tuesdays, Tacos Half Off, Sandbar, Coconut Grove. This episode also brought to you by The Last Carrot at 3133 Grand Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33133. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sundays from 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Family owned since 1975, your go-to place for fresh, wholesome eats, The Last Carrot. I imagine your hands going like this. Family owned. Fuck, this place is great. You're very excited. Yo, I am very excited because we got a super special guest today. I'm fucking, yo, I, I think this is going to be a dope conversation. All right, I have no idea what we're about to talk about. We got the one, the only, Jimmy Dread. Finally, the, the herbs come around. <laughs> yo, that was a dope intro, Matt. Respect, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Man, I've I've known you for a while, and I know, I know like, what everybody knows. You know, what I'm saying, you know, the myth, the legend. But now we got the man right here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Um, just j- just to get into it right off the bat. We I was uh I saw you at Sandbar the other day, and a song came on, and you said this is the song that got me into to Rastafari. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. What song was that? It was Since Amelia by Black Uhuru. That was a dope thing, man, for me when I heard that song in 1980s. <laughs> and then, um, like, you heard the song and you you just went right off on a tangent about how it changed everything for you. You kind of, like, moved off the Zeppelin. and, and That's I, it. So what happened was I was at a party, right, in Gainesville uh, with my boys. And we go to this house to go get some, smoke some weed, right? Right. And so we go over there and he's smoking bong hits and he puts on that song. That shit floored me, bro. So I never heard anything like that. So, yes, I I, I immediately was there with the mixtapes the next day, getting my tapes. The next day? I never heard The next day with the cassettes, right? And the song is killer, man, and I've never heard anything like that. And I bet you, you, you never hear nothing like it yet. Like, it literally, that's that album was stupid. And so me, I'm all looking it up in Rolling Stone magazine, and they got like four or five stars or whatever. You know, however much you can get, you got it. So it was like, I was like, oh, this shit's legit. Even Rolling Stones was up on it, right? So I was cool with that. 
What was reggae already like mainstream back in the eighties? Nope. No, nah, no, nah, it was it was it was weird. It was strange. It was like no one really knew what it was. I didn't know what it was, but I was there at that, that guy's house last night. He laid it all out for me, right? He's telling me about Sunsplash in Jamaica and the big spliffs. Especially and where you were living. Gainesville. Yeah, Gainesville. Especially where, like, in a major city, yeah, I'm sure there was, like, you could find some cool, like, some a lot of stuff. You know, like, there's huge record swords. It's like a melting pot. But in Gainesville, there's not a lot going on when it comes to, like, culture-wise back then. We had the university. Yeah. Right? So that brought the culture. Yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I became popular amongst the Jamaicans because I had all the connections with the local rednecks who had the good weed. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I used to get the weed from me. And then I ended up playing keyboard in a reggae band. Oh, nice. You play so, keys. Yeah. Yeah, that's my original instrument. Nice, dude. I love I love it. It's new for me, and I love it. Oh, yeah? You feel it's new? Well, like, I produce and stuff, and, you know, my dad played. So, like, I like, I'm learning a lot of theory, like, working on a lot of theory. Right. And when you're work, working on your theory, I think the piano or the keyboard, just the keys, like, per octave, just looking at it, it's yeah. all there. And it just helps you, you know, with the guitar in reference to tuning, like, where the notes land on yeah. the fret, like, you're working in boxes and shapes. I'm still lost on the guitar. Yeah, but you play things, and you don't know what chord you're playing, but you're like, this is it, and it's all in the key. It all works, right? I, that yeah. happens to me, too. Uh, you know. The guitar's, the guitar's a mystery for me. I mean, I'm a, I'm originally a piano player, but I, I've been messing with it a lot lately, and I've enjoyed it considerably. That's I, another I, thing I didn't know, because I always see you with the guitar in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's been my thing lately, you know, so I kind of gave up on that whole band thing you know the corona shut it down yeah right you had a wicked band before in a sense yeah it was getting up there too so i was starting to use like my lat one of my last gigs was at the super bowl party down in biscayne bay right mm -hmm. so we got to play on the, one of the big stages and you know i think i had a three-piece horn section that day you know it was a big, it was, yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah yeah so it was like a you know it was eight, a legit writer nine-piece band yeah right <coughs> so yeah we were, we were going on it but it, it was you know that band had crashed and burnt, and I've rebuilt it so many times. I just didn't have the energy to rebuild it. And then when the thing opened up, there was no band work, right, in the beginning, in the pandemic. Right, right, right. So I had to chill and just do solo work. And so it's been good to me, so I'm just chilling here where I'm at. You kind of got to stretch yourself a little bit creatively when it comes to execution in the end, like of a product. And it's really putting yourself. I I know because like I feel this. I know I know what that's like. Like people can become unreliable or something like that. Or you know, it gets to the point where like, hey, I could do it. You know, I'm working in the box. You could actually produce a whole product, and it's genuinely completely yours. But sitting there, recording yourself, hitting play, mixing it, yo, it's a lot. Yeah, it and, is. And it's easy to lose sight of a project or whatever the intention was to begin with, whatever the organic, beautiful essence that you wanted to bring to it becomes watered down somewhat by this process because you become distracted by yeah, the tasks that yeah, it takes. You feel, you feel like giving a, when we do a song, it's kind of like giving birth. Yeah. It's, it's painful. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, but it's good to, it's, you know, sometimes it's, it is a, it's, when people have all the tools they need, of course, it's so easy to become so creative. Like, I could be jamming there, but if I'm with someone that's, like, talented, they add, they could add so much into that. Right, right, right. You because know? they take that weight off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So, look. To free you up to do your thing, right? So, you can do it. 
but you got to do it all yourself. Like, you know, it's a lot of discipline because it's a lot of, it's actually a lot of work. You know, when you have an engineer and they're hitting record for you, chopping it up and actually putting the project together, it's a session, you know, the streamline of the, the, of the, the workflow. It's, it's beautiful. And it really lets the artist just really just create or like create. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work. It's though. a lot of work. It's like work. you ain't going to come up with nothing if you don't put the time in. Yeah, exa- you know, exa- I don't care. Like yeah. I just played that song for you. That took me a month. No, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracking, mixing. I'm new to the game still. You know, I've only been doing my own studio for a few months. No, but it sounds like you took your time to mix it. We're getting it to 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 st- arrange it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just added something to it today. It was like this little stupid thing that's off in the background. And it doesn't, you can't barely hear it, so but it, it does a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you know. It's just that one little thing. I was like, just needs one little thing yeah, right there. Yeah. And then it's a done deal. This song that I've actually been doing is called Feel All Right that I played for you guys. And it's um, it's the K-I-S-S principle. Everything's doing the same thing, right, rhythmically. Mm-hmm. But Keep they might be, stupid. They're, they're harmonically complementing each other. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. But when, whenever I hear the keep it simple, stupid, uh, I think I think finally of my, my eighth grade yeah, yeah, math teacher, Mr. Goodwin, uh, you know, he, he's he's passed away. He was this, he was this older guy. You, you know, the, you know, those those old white dudes you see in the movies that's like hard as nails, but with a heart of gold. Yeah. That was him. And like. And he, you know, he he was he was very uh, straightforward. He he fucking uh, you know cuss my ass out because I'd be fucking around. And he'd be like, "Kiss, come kiss me." <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that's something he said. He was like, "Keep it simple, stupid." Yeah. He, he always emphasized the stupid. Oh really? <laughs> M- made sure I knew. Everybody else loved it though. <laughs> Did he have anything to apply to the math game about keep it simple, stupid? Um, Did he use that like in the math sense, like? You know, keep it simple. Like math ain't that hard. I I remember there was algebra going on, but you know, I got I got I got a I got a calculator on my phone now, so it's like there's nothing simple about that if you don't got a good memory. You know, I don't need a good memory. I I have my phone in my pocket twenty four seven. To circle back what we was talking about before the pod, codependence. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great topic, actually. Our more our increasingly dependent on dependence on that little device you know how crazy is it how far that's come so quickly and i've there's pros and there's cons to it i'm sure i mean as a as there's pros and cons as a tool as a tool for us and every day there's a lot of pros i'm sure there's a lot lot of cons cons, and there's a lot lot of cons cons that we don't know about you know (laughs) what i always talk about this when it comes to technology and i want you know this is kind of an open letter i have for technology companies to shift gears but i want to say to these people listen i love your products man they're awesome they enrich our lives in so many ways could you please stop being so fucking creepy you know yeah (laughs) don't be creepy about it yeah but you remember back in the 50s right they had to come down on the movie industry Mm -hmm. because they were trying to sell popcorn with flashes of like you know they were flashing stuff to get people to go to the thing right and you have to ask yourself the question, you know, how much of that is going on these days? Wait, I I, in the, I don't know about this. 
You don't know about that? No. So in the 50s, the movie industry got in trouble. Not the, I don't know if it was the movie industry, if it was the people running the films, but it they found out that they were flashing subliminal messages subliminal messages to people to get them to buy popcorn and whatnot you know from the it's a white lie but with that kind of shit imagine what what it's used to do you know right and that was just with people cutting and pasting you know a sliver of a film into a film right now look what can be done so that's why i have to eat orville redenbacher's every time citizen kane comes on (laughs) that's it man damn it you put your finger on it (laughs) I'll be Mulder, you be Scully. I still haven't watched the show. Really? It's a great show. X Files. Dave the Covenant. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recognize it because I used to watch that shit. Yeah. I haven't watched TV in two years or maybe more. Nice. I don't fuck with that stuff. Do you have a TV? I do. But it ain't no cable hook to it. I got some net. I don't even have Netflix. I canceled those motherfuckers because they act in stupid. You have Gaia. I got. I, I hate to admit it. I got the Amazon Prime shit. But you don't have Gaia? What is Gaia? Gaia is like straight like knowledge dude. about like inner earth, extraterrestrial, like metaphysics. Like There you go. Yeah. That's what I no, like. it's a, I'm telling you, look That's into the stuff it. I like. And you're not going to forget the name. Gaia, you're right. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. earth. Are you saying that as an actual service? Or are you saying it, that? Dude, it is straight fucking documentaries documentary series and stuff like right. that about all that stuff if i had to watch something that's what i would watch because yeah. the way you're saying guy i thought it was a joke like you were saying yo just vibrate on the frequencies of the earth and you'll know <laughs> it's a it's pretty cool but it's actual service with documentaries well it was like i've never heard of it, it was it was being it was on instagram and it was being uh like it was like sponsored ads you know but then it kind of stopped so i don't know maybe it's not around anymore but it was like you know some pretty cool Pretty cool stuff. Check it out. It's like you, you know, like UFOs and and they t- the way they talk about aliens are like, yeah, you know, the Greys and this and there's these dudes and there's these dudes. They're the pretty grays. nice, but everybody then, talks about the Greys. Yeah, they like they break everything down. And the way they talk, they talk about. Oh, one of the series was that the the Nazis had encountered extraterrestrial extraterrestrial uh, technology and built ships that look like submarines but they're spaceships it's some wild shit dude yeah even if it's not even true it's still super interesting like uh, the death of paul mccartney like paul mccartney died in 1963 oh, right. the they call day. him full full mccartney and all the little subliminal messages and the there's a lot of like the beatles uh, uh material there's a lot of little easter eggs you know and they call him fall easter eggs fake paul it's still interesting. Have you ever been Easter egg hunting? Easter eggs. Yeah, in Chicago when I was a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid, I did it. It's fun, right? Yeah. Why, are you going somewhere with this? No. <laughs> there was razors in it. Yo, when you're talking about the Beatles and subliminal messages, you reminded me, of, uh, you, you guys were at 2001, The Space Odyssey? The movie? Oh, uh, yeah. The book. By Arthur C. I've Clark. seen the movie. Hang on. Well, it's like I I read the, all the books about it's, the computer, Alex. Right? Yeah. How yeah. it's like two thousand one, the two thousand ten, then like three thousand one, and um, you know, at some point, like it's revealed that like 
it's something like uh like Jupiter becomes a second son named Lucifer and then there's something there's like a planet made out of diamonds and then it was it was something it was like a callback to like the Beatles song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh shit. Yeah, it was it was super out there. Oh shit, I gotta read I saw that. that movie too, man, when I was a kid. It was the most boring thing I ever watched <laughs> as a kid. Yo, the the books though, like <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke, his like um his books are so like mentally invigorating. And he was so smart, could like you know, cause sci-fi, like good sci-fi predicts the future in a sense, right? Right. And like Arthur C. Clarke like wrote about satellites before there was a satellite in the sky. Right. You know, shit like that. Like Orwell. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, like there's there's so much of that type of stuff in Arthur C.'s work that was just, you know, decades ahead of his time. Wow. That, yeah, there's a lot of prophetic stuff from the old days. You know, yeah, you know what's so crazy? What's, what's still, my, still mind-boggling to me is that how all these religions in the past, you know, a couple or thousands of years are based on af- af- um, uh, astrological pagans, like people reading the stars. And it's like this repeat of the same story, like born of a virgin. You know, there's, there's a lot of religions based around the same stories besides Catholicism, Christianity, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like are there oh, they're all based on the stars. They're all they're all based on the stars. Okay. Like the ho- like like uh the the house of bread. Okay. The house of bread is a constellation. The three kings is constellations. The Virgin Mary is a constellation. The on the third day he rose. They're talking about the summer the 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 winter solstice. Right. Cuz the sun is literally the sun. How about the north star never moving? Is that a wild? Have you ever checked that out? Is it because of the way we spin? Have you ever seen a time lapse of the North Star? Is it because of the way we spin? It's just it's just the most fixed object in the sky. It's like it never yeah, moves. Because Everything like, else moves. When you except, watch those like time lapse videos of uh, you know like a telescope or a camera point out the sky, right? It's like the Earth's move. Like the whole sky is just like in dazzling motion, right? But the North Star is just this fixed point. It's just always. It's why but it's the most that, reliable. Is that the point? Is but that's not the point of the axis. Like it's, like, it's true magic. north. It's supposed to be true north, right? The North Star. Yeah. And then on the south, they use the Southern Cross to navigate. But yeah, the, the sailors been using the North Star, man. If you go south of the equator, you got to use the Southern Cross. Okay. And that actually is not totally fixed. It kind of has a like a degree of rotation. Speaking of stars, yeah. yeah, stars are heavy, man. Stars are heavy, especially, and neutron stars are dense. It just, it just, it just feels really good to feel insignificant when you start thinking about how tiny <laughs> we are. It's unfathomable. <laughs> unfathomable i think that marvel i think that i think the mcu helps me get a grasp of how how big the 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 universe is so matt are you a comic book fan (laughs) what gave me away (laughs) did you ever get into the comics no 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 i've actually been a musician since i was could walk i knew exactly what i was gonna do that's great yeah 
I asked my dad to fucking teach me, and he said I was going to break everything. Really? And I had to do it on my own later. Thanks a lot, Dad. Damn, Dad. Tighten up. Nah, but he hooks me up with guitars now and shit. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, thanks, Pop. (laughs) He's the shit. He's super cool, man. He's... He uh, he uses Studio One. He records at home. He has his like you know. It's not you know. It's great that he's doing it, and it's he stays creative and shit. He has a sick setup. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably as old as your dad. He was born in '56. Okay, he's a little older than me. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. Yeah, yeah. But that's good, man, because that's gonna be me. Yeah. Too. I'm gonna continue. So. Yeah. I just started letting go of songs. Boom, boom, boom. I got my studio, and my little son is doing it too, seven-year-old. He's got his third single done. Really? At the ripe old age of seven. Wow. So he was, you know, actually the studio was inspired by him because he was writing songs, and I was like, I got to fuel this, you know. I got to, like, nurture that. He's writing songs. Oh, he started writing songs, yeah, early. Does he play? He plays everything. He picked that up from watching you? He's learning Rocket Man right now. On the piano. Rocket man. On piano. Yeah. Yeah. He plays ukulele like a beast and sings. Burning your fuel cell up there alone. I've learned it. I learned it. Actually, it's a fun piece to play on the piano. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Beautiful melody. It's a beautiful song, man. Yeah. Elton John is a fucking beast. Well written. Well written. It's all about the relationship between... Between uh, phrases and songs, you know, creating and relieving tension. But there's so much space in that emotion between those 12. Well, if you're playing a key, you know, you could only do so much, you know. But it just, I don't know. It's just amazing what you could do in music. I think it's, for me, it's always about those transitions, the bridge, you know, where it goes. And between that tension and resolution into the, into the chorus, you know, it's just. Yeah, it's like the more passionate you get, the more technical you get. Well, it's just like it's technical. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I just I don't mean to nerd out. You know, we <laughs> were talking earlier. I told you about my son. I want him to be classically trained, right? And I had an experience with that world. It was kind of bizarre. Yeah, you you was like gonna enroll him in the in a in a music school. Gonna right? enroll him in a music school here in Miami. I won't say the name because I don't want to like blasphemy anybody or anything. But. And I'm sure there's other schools that don't do this. I'm going to I'm gonna look into it. So I'll keep you updated if we do an uh-huh. updated thing. But, yeah, the school, man, they wanted basically me to sign a power of attorney f- for my son's medical stuff over to them. And, uh, you know, to make a long story short, which was totally bogus, has no business, you know, in a, <coughs> for a 30-minute violin lesson. Why would sign anything that would say use such language now the lady did try to put my mind at ease and say you know that they never do anything but to tell a kid to lay down and it's comforting to hear that that they're not over there like removing spleens and stuff but i was like <laughs> nah i'm cool you know that's kind of strange i thought and i did find a private teacher for him so so to end on a positive note do you yeah. know what they could do with that with the power of attorney thing though Let's say something happens to your uh, your kid, or um, they become disabled, or or uh, you know later on in the future they become old and they can't take care of themselves. They could initiate that power of attorney and take over every asset that they have. 
you know, I think that you could opt out of the contract. It was just bizarre that it would be in there because I could cancel the contract yeah. at any time. Oh, really? With a 15-day notice. So surely before, if they, like, enroll my kid for surgery, like, I think I could get him out of there in time, like, in the two weeks, you know, be like, <laughs> I okay, think you have media. okay, man, we're going to get out of here. Yeah, and I think you have media all over it as well. I think it would be okay. To- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know these days, man. You got to wonder, man. You got to be on it, though, I'm sure. You got to get on the TikTok. You would, you would send, you would TikTok, right? Yeah. I haven't been on TikTok. That shit will fucking blow up in two seconds. It'll blow up, right? Yeah, like, oh, my daughter, she signed this shit. Bro, are you kidding me? That show will go viral in two seconds. Oh, my God. Yo, like, TikTok is the place where people post, like, videotape their grievances. And then it just it shows, like, just how fucking petty and horrible so many people are. There's a lot of, there's <laughs> a lot of that's neighbor. That's not the motive, by the way. Like, uh <laughs> There's a lot of, and I don't know if just because I watch a few of them, so now I see them a lot. There's a lot of neighbor disputes where it's like along the fence line, and like someone will be like, like the videos, like yo, I'm, I'm doing, I'm building this on my property, and like she's out here, she's throwing like eggs at my camera and calling the police. We had to have like the 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 survey people come out to draw the line and then it turns out that i actually have three extra feet of property into her property that we didn't even know was mine so now i'm building my fence out to there there's a lot of there's a lot of neighbor property disputes i had a problem with my neighbor so when i first moved in my house i've been in a condo my whole life and i moved into a house last year and I planted, I was into gardening, like, you know, all this talk about like, you know, the food system's going to collapse. So I'm like, okay, right. I want to start growing my own food, right? Mm-hmm. So I've planted some zucchinis. I had some shit growing, cucumbers, man, a watermelon had started. I was really excited. And then one day I wake up and all my shit's dead. Right? And I'm like distraught. I like, I fucked it up, bro. I, I, I did something wrong. I killed all my plants. Come to find out. The, the dude that didn't speak English, man, the, the the guy that rents the place from my neighbor. And he's like, she was here spraying, right, with the with the chemical. Because she's put stones down in her yard. Mm-hmm. And so to kill the weeds, she rolls around there with that Monsanto shit yeah. <laughs> spraying it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what killed my plants. So I haven't even bothered trying to plant on that fence line. Speaking of fence lines, I thought I would tell that story to your people's. And speaking of Monsanto, have have you seen the class action suit against them? Which one? The, well, the one that's like definitively like their shit has caused and causes cancer. Oh, Round, Roundup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. And just for those who, who don't know. Monsanto's a devil. They they were the ones behind Agent Orange. That's right. In Vietnam. Let's educate the people. Yeah, that's right. Monsanto got there. They, they claim to be in the life business, like seed business, growing food business. No, they're not. They're in the death business. They've been in the death business from the very beginning. And Agent Orange, if you don't know what that does, what does that do, Matt? It is like seizures, tumors, and generational. What, how do they use it? I mean, what does it do when they when it, they spread? It's, it's like it's, it's like chemical warfare. It's like they So Agent Orange what it does is it it wipes the vegetation out. So they would spray the jungle with it and all the vegetation would die mm-hmm. in Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? So the the you know, the soldiers wouldn't uh they would have nothing to hide under. But you know, these dudes were building 
tunnels and shit. So they were coming up from the ground, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gorilla know, warfare. Like goblins, man. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, you know. Oh, 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 <laughs> a, a, a few months ago, I, I was someone, I just learned about the the tunnelers in Vietnam. Yeah, man. And the intricate tunnel systems that they had there. Yeah. And insane. Yeah, insanity. All right. But yeah, so they say that those cats in the Monsanto, man, they got tunnels too and shit now. Like everything's connected underground. I bet. You know, if you get into the conspiracy shit. It is it I I I used to get a lot more into the conspiracy shit. Ten, 10 years ago, but like I I've slowly conformed. Yeah, I conformed. <laughs> I just got I was going to say leveled out, but no, like I've slowly conformed. Like like ten years ago, like the reason I know about Monsanto is because I was, I was like in, with that crowd, not Monsanto, but like like literally, eight years ago there was I want to say there was like there was a, march against Monsanto, yeah. like a protest in downtown, mm-hmm. and I I went to that like I was I was into stuff like that I was like yeah. nineteen. You should go to that, because you you protested some evil shit, man, and um. Yeah, you know Vandana Shiva? That name sounds familiar. Okay, so she's fighting, you know, Monsanto and the Bill Gates crew and all those cats over in India, man. You know, they had a big problem with their farmers over there. You know, 40,000 farmers committed suicide. And they had huge protests to kick Monsanto out of India. And as soon as they got them out and they brought back their heirloom seeds and shit, you know, that... They they started to since this is the problem. Oh, I, I I remember this. Monsanto has all their seeds patented. That's right. And then they would have the wind or a bird or right. a bee or a bat might act, carry you know how uh, pollination happens and shit exactly. like that. Seeds move. Mm-hmm. And let's say one of their patented seeds ended up on a, on someone else's land. Now the full now Monsanto will bring like their full legal weight, right? And just and just doesn't like take them for everything they got. That's right. I, there's horror stories about family farms being lost like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, they're evil, man. They're evil people, man. I, you know, our government is controlled by the Bombaclot corporations. You know, and it's sad, but it's a revolving door. And I've been hearing about the revolving door. You know, the revolving door, people in and out of the industry, back to the government, back and forth like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a problem since I was a kid. I've been hearing about that. And it hasn't gone away. If anything, it's gotten worse, you know, in my it, lifetime. It's like, it's like. I don't know. Maybe bad, not. Bad, no, you're right. Bad people have a tendency to get uh, shuffled around. You know, a cop a cop kills a kid. He's in now, you know. He's Another on, precinct. It's, yeah, his precinct is paid over. You know, the. the a priest uh, rapes a kid. The chat, the you know that you, you heard about this. The Catholic Church was uh, just shuff, shuffling their priest around the diocese whenever they had a uh, any kind of sexual misconduct allegation. Oh shit! They would just move it, move them to another parish. Oh man! Yeah, b- bad people have a tendency to get uh, just get just get shuffled around. Yep. Man, this is depressing. No, it's not. Are we gonna? Uh, it's not depressing. There's a lot of good right. stuff. You know, here's a good thing: is that people talking. You know, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot That's of talking. True. People have opinions. And is that Cuba in the corner? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Hiram. 
I used to work out with sugar cane. I used to work out sugar cane with them. That's how I met them. Out of nowhere, I'm like, why is Cuba looking at me? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck did I smoke? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Cuba. So, yeah, you know, it's good, man. It's good. Everything's going to be all right because people are talking. And here's the good thing is that extremism is extremism. And most people aren't extreme. You know, they're somewhere in the middle of the spectrum of these things. But boy, bad people can get away with some bad shit and get away with it. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, fuck it. I'll just <clears throat> be a dick piece of shit too and get mine however, whatever it takes. But I just don't have the heart for it. I got my own a property out in the woods, man. Off grid, yeah. cabin. Five acres for me. Naked. <laughs> for me, th- this podcast is like my last foray out into the the public uh, meta internet society. And then, you know, if 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 it if it doesn't uh, t- take off to the level of sustainability, I would need it to be at to you know, like how you, you are with your music. Like and, and subscribe. Oh yeah, like and subscribe. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right there with you in the woods. I'm, I'm gonna have no more stake in the game. Well, you can do this from the woods. That's a cool thing. Oh, that's true. I, I, I all I, this I, shit could be in the middle of nowhere. That's the, that's the other thing I be watching on TikTok is the, the it's like gamers that build out their mobile vans to live in them in the woods, and they get Wi-Fi in like on top of a mountain, and they're streaming Halo. I can't believe you've never watched Tim Pool's podcast. I want to check it out. Tim Pool. Who else is there? Like, I don't know. You know, Russell Brand. I like Brand. his name because it sounds Russell like. Russell Brand's got a good one. Yeah, yeah, Russell Brand. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a great. You like Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's love cool. Joe Rogan. He's cool. I actually, you know what? He He's one of the only people doing really meaningful journalism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so intrigued. He gets how he just like everything, anything that's. I just love how intrigued, how intrigued he becomes with his guests and how much he engages because he sincerely is into it and he brings great people on, you know, and uh, he's a very humane person. And yeah, that, tra- that translates, that translates, you know, he, like, he's just, he's a great guy. I love listening to him. And he's funny. And he's a fucking comedian. So, like, the people he knows, like, when he brings on Bill Burr, I'm like, yes, dude, I fucking, right. I love that show. Yeah. I can't say that I've ever watched the whole podcast, but he gets so much in the media. He's so much on the radar on everyone else's podcast. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. so. he has a huge following. Yeah. yeah so, they're watching like, him. They're watching Yeah, he's him. one of the biggest podcasts in the, actually, he is the biggest podcast in the world, yeah, isn't he? he's like the Howard Stern of podcasts. Actually, he's probably, like, a, more on the frontier. He was on the frontier of it. Because uh, he's been doing it so long. How many episodes does he have? A thousand like, some. It's like a thousand nine hundred, some shit like that. You're at like one twenty six. One twenty six. Cool. Making a dent. You know, it's hard work, man, and you're doing it. I was impressed, bro. I thought you guys were just rocking out of a garage somewhere, but you know, I showed up downtown Miami. You know, when you got it going on in a proper studio, high-rise building and everything. This is almost like being on Howard Stern. You hear that shit, YouTube, everywhere else? This Spotify, is legit. I ain't going to lie. This, this, Yo, Matt here, he's got his shit. This is real deal stuff, man. This is Hollywood, New York City. 
You know, I've been on all those USA networks. We're hanging shows. out with Gucci <laughs> Man the other day. It's not crazy. It actually is reminiscent of being on USA Network. It's kind of like that because it was downtown New York. Nice. You know, Rhonda Shear. No. You don't remember Rhonda Shear? So she had this thing on USA Network back in the day, up all night with Rhonda Shear, mm-hmm. and she would show old movies. Oh, nice. Anyway, she's like a popular model from the 70s, and she had a, this thing on USA Network. Anyway, my band was a guest there once. Nice. And we did this thing called the Too Loud Reggae Party. Basically, she tried to host, and we played Too Loud, and no one could hear a word she said. <laughs> And so here, yo, this is the trip. Rhonda Shear, man. You know, she oh, came she's into hot. the- I just looked her up. She came into the uh, studio. Oh, it's funny you say that because I was just going to talk about that character that you're looking at, Rhonda Shear. And she is hot. And she's hot even when she's not that, right? Right. So, and I saw her when she was came in before she had put that on. Yeah, and work. she's, you know, she's a good looking woman. And she looked just, but she looked so regular. It was like she was just some, you know, black turtleneck, come off the street like blonde chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then she went into the room and she transformed into that character. And I was like, whoa, that was a different person that came out of the room, bro. It was a totally different person. It's, uh, it's the, but it's like the I magic. say, she's still a very, you know, she's an attractive woman, nice blonde hair, good looking woman. And, you know, she's old. She was older when I met her in the 90s because I think she her heyday was the 70s. I wish so. I could do that. Like what girls do. Like on Instagram is fucking wild, the transformations that they do. I mean, you know. It's more acceptable for dudes to wear makeup, man. You could you could <laughs> go powder your nose if you wanted to. I, I, that's, but those aren't the attributes that I want to emphasize, you know. <laughs> I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to look like it's fabulous. I just like. You know, get a just get a quick six pack or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just some, it's just crazy the transformation. You get raw, catfish, bro. Be a you raw get, food vegan, you'll get your six pack in a heart like that. Yeah, it comes. Put fast, a wig man. on. How old are you? You're a young guy, right? I'm 32. So yeah, you could probably be like down to like 155 shredded. Fuck. Dude. In three months. That's wild. Going you raw vegan. Do, all you got to do is 100 push ups a day. Yeah. Yeah, you could easily do that at 32. Shut. It's twenty five times a day. I can't. I can't even. I can't even run to my bathroom to take a shit. I poop on the floor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so raw <laughs> veganism. Can can you uh break that down for us? And it's kind of in the name, but what? So vegan means the there's are? no animal products. Right. Number one. So all you folks out there. I ain't trying to tell nobody they should try and do what I do, by the way. Because I'll tell you this. If you ever eat the way I eat for any length of time, three months or whatever, there's very difficult to go back. And it's not difficult to go back because it ain't good. Because cooked food and French fries and potatoes, these things are tasty, right? And they're tasty, tasty, even after you haven't eaten them for a while. But there's no going back, so... Raw vegan, no de- no animal products, and then, then raw meaning everything I eat is in its closest to its natural form as it can be. So pumpkin seeds, they're not technically perfectly raw because I think they have to dehydrate the seed the, the, to get the shell to for the machine to extract the seed out of the shell, <laughs> right? So yeah. and they're dehydrated. They're re- 
and even uh, cashews, I think they have, there's a dehydration process they have to go through to get the nut out of the thing. So, but they're as close as you can get. Here's the thing about a, um, a raw cashew. If you put a raw cashew in water, it'll sprout and grow a tree. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you roast it, and you put it in water, it will not sprout and grow a tree. So the concept is to eat everything that still has that life force in it. Yeah, to ingest it, yeah. So when you eat a raw cashew, you're not eating a cashew nut. You're eating a whole tree. Yeah. Like, uh, we would sprout, we would sprout, uh, we would sprout beans all the time. Yeah. Like, put them in a mason jar. Right. And then you can eat them, because it makes them, it breaks them down. So that's the thing, like, once you, once you, uh, thing has sprouted it's released its um protection so all raw foods they have like this coating on it that protects the living thing mm -hmm. that's inside of it is, is that kind of like based upon the principle of like uh kinetic and potential energy like within that seed is the potential to be a tree exactly it's contained in there yeah it's it's that's the concept so now instead of you know releasing that you're ingesting it. Right. That's the that's the idea, you know, behind it. I know my like my raw food guru, he works at Whole Foods. He's like the dude at the he does the he works there so he gets a discount, you know, and he's a very simple dude, but you know, he doesn't have a kids or anything like that. So he's it's he's my age probably and he's into just being simple, you know. Mm -hmm. And he lives in a studio apartment with his wife. And he works at Whole Foods, so he gets cheap things. But this dude has evolved. He's been like 10, 12 years down the line. Mm -hmm. So I'm like four years in, right? This dude, he's been very strict. He, he has fallen off early on. Like, he'll fall off like everybody. And he might eat something cooked once in a while. But now he's he almost doesn't even eat any oils anymore. Mm -hmm. So he's never messing with oil. He eats... I know that he's told me lately that he's eats sea vegetable every day. So he'll eat like a seaweed every day of some sort. And there's different seaweeds you can eat. And what the reason fish are so healthy is because they're eating seaweed or they're eating things that eat seaweed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the seaweed has all those omega fats and stuff that everybody talks about. You know, you hear about these omegas. Mm -hmm. So the other thing about raw foodism is, there's no silver bullets. You always hear people say, oh, well, you know, if you do turmeric, it's good for anti. It's, it's in anti-inflammatory. Yeah, it is. And it's going to work great if you couple it with all the other things that are anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you like my raw food guru would tell me stories, he's like people would come and they would be like, I'm looking for turmeric. And he he's a friendly guy. So he'll be like, well, why are you looking for turmeric? They're like, oh, I heard it was anti-inflammatory. And then he'll look in their basket and he sees a piece of pizza and a soda, right? And he's thinking, well, it's right over there. Go for it, you know? But he knows that they can eat turmeric all day long if they don't cut all that other shit yeah, out. Yeah, but then they're eating you a know. bunch of us, the, the most acidic things, you know? Like yeah. your, your body becomes, like, reacts, and it, your pH level becomes acidic, so you're like, right. your stomach becomes inflamed. Like, you become gaseous. Yeah, yeah. I, I have that problem if I do eat cooked food because I haven't been completely religious and every once in a while i'll eat something and then when i do i get this burning that Acid comes reflux. back up and i never get it ever 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 when i eat raw yeah it just doesn't happen so what i do because i'm out working playing um, you know a million hours a week mm. 
is I'm out there on the street. I carry my Nutribullet everywhere with me, right? And I order my pumpkin seeds like oops, from Amazon. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Amazon. But you know why I order them from Amazon? Because I found out the ones I was buying at Publix are grown in China. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why the fuck am I buying China pumpkin seeds when they grow that shit here in the U.S.? So I said, I went on Amazon, like, American-grown organic pumpkin seeds, and lo and behold, if like everything you want to find on Amazon, it's fucking there. Yeah, right? I just bought a Korg Wave State. Everything you need is on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get my, I'll buy like 15 pounds of pumpkin seeds, and it lasts me like three months, right? So yeah. it costs me like 130 bucks, but it's literally for me, it's it's three months worth of protein. So really, it's cheap. And I'm eating good food, mm-hmm. full of zinc and all that stuff. That's why the Rona ain't got a hold of me. Hey, right? I love that, I love pumpkin seeds, pepitas. And now Amazon has power of attorney. Pepitas are the cooked ones that are salted, and they're delicious. Shit, my bad. But <laughs> the ones I order are raw, and they have a they're very delicious as well. But I yeah. I think they have some chew to them. They're chewy, right? They have some chew to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what they also make? They make great coffee creamer. Mm. But, but, but like you turn into a milk you just put them in like the neutral bullet with some water let that thing run for like a good minute oh and, and it, it turns into emul- it turns into beautiful cream yeah. or coffee oh that's so dope yeah and you can sweeten it with like i'll sweeten with agave or even maple syrup if i want a sweetener and a coffee so I actually i do drink coffee which isn't really raw is it so I'm not a total raw food. Well, you could do, well if you do a cold if you do a cold even that because the bean is roasted. So I'd have to do cold green beans which there's actually I hear that those green beans Oh dude, just don't fucking it's fine. You're fucking, great, dude. I'm it's, drinking coffee, man. But it's my last vice. Man got to have one vice. But dude, the french right. press in the fridge overnight, you wake up and you fucking do that. You've done the, that? Oh my god. Is, is that strong? Hell yeah, it shall fuck you up, man. That's why I don't drink the French press. I love to get fucked up on coffee, too. No, French press is, <laughs> is no joke, especially it's a cold infusion overnight. It's not hot. There's no heat in the process. The chemical reaction that you get from heat does not happen. It's huge. It makes such a big difference. Yeah, It's like you get fresh herbs. You have this huge bouquet of herbs and uh, botanicals. You put it on the stovetop. Right. You boil some water. Anything with chlorophyll in it, any fresh herb, what happens to it? It just disappears, right? No. It turns what? brown. It turns brown. turns brown. Mm. So if you you could do it with, like, mint tea? It changes. It's not the same. So you could probably do, like, the cold press with mint tea, right? You do, you do mint tea. Because I grow mint. You do mint tea with a cold press overnight. That would be dope. It is delicious it is so good yeah i've done so many i was a mixologist i was a bartender for 12 years so i've done i've done nitro muddling mint in a cocktail which fucking is insane which is i've never liked boiled mint tea i'm gonna try that uh yeah it's it's really good it's gonna be cold right when you pull it out it's gonna be super refreshing you might for some people that like to eat at room temperature because it really helps with their digestion you can leave it out a little bit you know the thing about you you eating hot, uh, you eating food, and then having a bunch of cold liquid, it cools down the food, and then the the, the it takes longer to break it down. 
it, it's more work to digest food if it's become it becomes more solid. You know, particles move slower at lower temperatures. Yeah. Right? You know, when they're hot, you know, things are like excited. They're re- they're reacting a lot faster. The process is faster. You know. So you have to be careful when you're eating a big meal or something like that and you're drinking a big thing of soda with a bunch of ice in it or a bunch of water, like, super cold. It's going to make your, make a, your Yo, stomach. Yo, you're so like, fucking knowledgeable about your stuff. I just worked at, a, like, a vegan spot for a while, so, I, I, you know, they're really conscious of the way you eat. It's, it's like all the stuff you do, the back line, the mixologist is like, the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the bitches. I'm just kidding, babe. I love you. <laughs> you don't do nothing halfway. Like you you fucking you fucking like are double down uh, on yeah. all your strengths. Yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Nah, I appreciate you. You got it. I cook really well, dude. We'll have Yo, to like I, I, I like cooking. Yeah. I don't eat cooked food, but I cook for my family. I have a I have a I have a recipe for a raw fredo with fennel. With shaved fennel, which is pretty good. I love fennel. Yeah. Fennel's an underappreciated. It's great. It's the NSF. It's an NSF. It's so good. What, what What's that? It's an anise. Like, it has an anise flavor to Like, licorice. You know what else has that? But it's Thai diff- basil. Uh, it depends on... Yeah, Thai basil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thai basil, yeah. I grow Thai basil at home. I'm, I, it smells like pepperoni. I don't know why it reminds me of pepperoni. Because it's basil. It reminds me of pizza. Thai basil's dope, man. Yeah. I know why my Thai food never tasted right before. I, I didn't realize it until I grew Thai basil. They also use palm sugar. Palm sugar. It has to be palm sugar. Right. And fish sauce. Fish sauce. Yo, fish sauce is the funk. Anything that- It is. It smells like ass. Yo, but it tastes like heaven. It it's does. like durian. You know, it's like cilantro. It smells like ass, but it tastes like is heaven. Is it durian? Is it durian that I'm thinking of? Oh right, that nasty fruit, but I've never smelled it or seen it. Oh yeah, I've I've seen it on uh that ball headed guy that eats all that nasty shit. Oh uh, Zimmer, yeah, he's like <laughs> he's like I don't know, I didn't like it. <laughs> right, uh, the only, it's the only thing I've seen him like almost gag on. Oh uh, yeah, like he's eating. I've watching me gefilte fish, yeah. you know, which is like fish jelly. Yeah, yeah, and gefilte fermented. Fish? Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. He, I watched him eat that, and he can't handle the durian. Nah. Wild. But he likes he likes carnage, man. That guy. Anything that's meat, like he'll eat monkey brains. Yo, like the thing I I've been hearing about lately is um, like butter and red meat is good for you. Uh, avoid <laughs> all the seed oils. Have have have, have you this, guys been hearing about this? Is this is an industry flex. This is a money grab. So situation. You know what? That's what that's, it sounds like to me. That's like the keto thing, right? Like like not keto, like they're like they're kinda like on like like they're like raw like also not processed you know, like raw butter. Right. Not you know, I can't believe it's not butter. Right. Yeah, you because know. raw butter is probably better for you than like those chemical shits that they be making. Yeah, at the end of the day, you turn your own butter, it's gonna, you milk your own cow. I'm like, hey, dude, I can't say anything. <laughs> Yo, if I lived in Alaska, guess what? Meat's back on the menu. Meat's back on the menu, boys. The, the eggs that I eat are the eggs that the chickens lay at aguacate. It's vegan, so no one eats them, so I eat the eggs. 
There you go. Yeah, they're delicious, and they stay out. Eggs are eggs, man. Eggs are great. You can eat one. You can eat two eggs and an English muffin or any kind of bread, and probably go run a marathon. It gives you that much energy. Yeah. I remember when I used to work out a lot back in the day. That would be like a breakfast, and I could go to the gym and be there for like three hours and pump, you know, hard, jump rope, hit the heavy bag, all that shit. I've never taken care of my body like that. And, you know, I've, <laughs> I've always been a sack of shit, and I got to do something, man. Mm-hmm. Are you a singer? No. You know why I say singing saved my life? Because all the stuff I've done good for myself has all been in an effort to sing better. That's the motivation. You see, like, the the human behavior is like, you know, there's the prompt, there's the motivation, and then the, there's the motivation. That's motivation. And motivation a, becomes the, self-preservation. Yeah. It's a great. That's great. I love that. Singing saved my life because I would be the most unhealthy person if it were not for my singing career. Wow. I quit dairy because... It creates so much mucus. mucus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's impossible to keep a clean voice, you know. And I have a rough voice now because I sing, you know, 45, 50 hours a week, right? But, you know, I'm 55 almost, bro. You know, and I'd be like singing like a fool (laughs) (laughs) on the daily. But you got to take care of yourself, man. And, you know, I met a guy I used to in the early nineties when I was very young and I'm traveling with a reggae band and I met one of my favorite reggae singers. He he was a singer from the band Chalice. And I was like, dude, what is it? You know, how do you keep your voice? Cause he was an older dude. And the guy sang like an angel, man. I was like, dude, how do you do it? He's like, I don't bleach Rasta. I'm like, I'm going to my Jamaican friends. I'm like, what the fuck does bleach mean, man? They're like, that means stay up all night and party. So I was like, okay, so I can't stay up all night and party. I did stay up all night and party quite a bit in my <laughs> life. But I have since, you know, I have I was on and off. Early on, I didn't drink at all in my 20s. I took classical voice lessons. And, you know, it taught me the mechanics of singing. And then I went on to gospel to learn style, right, to get that, whoa, if I rule the world, you know. Mm-hmm. That bluesy sound, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the singing saves your life, man, because you got to take care. And a lot of singers eat it early, man, because they don't take care. You know, yeah, and like, it's tough. It's hard work. Yeah. Like, Yo, one of my very first jobs uh, at a botanical garden um, out there, uh, you know, the day starts 5 a.m. and you go till 3. Out, you know, out there in the sun, uh, you know, shoveling mulch, pr- you know, pruning trees. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's he- hard, heavy stuff, digging holes. That's hard work. And one of the guys I worked alongside with, um, it was, it was, I had a great time with him. He was uh, this older Jamaica guy in his 60s. But this motherfucker was strong as an ox and tireless and and you know i was just a scrawny kid back then you know what i'm saying and he he by himself could do like handle the workload of three people like and so one of the things is he he showed me everything 
you know, across all the acres on the property that was edible when it was in season. And so, like, throughout the day, you know, I'm never fatigued or going hungry because, oh, like, this is this is what, uh, you know, this is what the star fruit's at. This is what the mango's at, the jackfruit. Um, so many things I can't even remember. And you was eating all that? Yeah. Just out there right off the tree, he would show me. And um, he would tell me, like, the secret to his strength. He was like, me a fruit man, me boy. Fruit. Yeah, fruit. That's what my guru's doing, man. He don't even eat nothing but fruit now. And the guy does a thousand setups every day, you know, and swims two miles. <laughs> it's like, this guy's shredded. He's in his 50s, man. Jesus. And that's all he eats is fruit. He swears that it's like that human beings are designed to eat fruit. And that should be the majority of your diet if it's possible. You know, honestly, it's the most palatable thing. It's readily available, too. No, no, but just think about it. Like how naturally you eat a fruit, how much you just naturally just enjoy it. Obviously, you eat something bad, it's bitter. Your body's like, yo, Right. Don't eat that, dog. Right. Your body's going, <laughs> you know? that's not good. That's not good. But a fruit is heavily enjoyable, obviously because of the sugars, but the natural sugars. And it's available so quickly. Yeah. So sugar's not good. And I hear people all the time, well, I don't eat fruit because there's sugar in it. I'm like, that's kind of dumb, man. You know, I'm like, I don't know if some people believe in that keto thing, but the stuff I've heard about it was that it can cause you to have some, in, you know, it can cause some issues to develop with your... I can't remember what they say, like, you know, Kidneys? on the inside. Uh, it can do Never? some stuff, man. I don't even remember, man. I don't even want to go too deep into it because I ain't that knowledgeable on the subject. But I, I'm not sure. It could be, you know, I guess, like I said before to you guys, like, if you believe something's good for you, I think that's half the battle, too, you know. And, you got to believe in it. And it's, it's, it's kind of like what you're saying before. I was like, you know, doing something in half measures, you know, you're not going to see the results you want to see. Right. You can't eat pizza and Cokes and eat turmeric and expect to gain. <laughs> throw some turmeric in your Coke. You're like, yeah, I'm going to be good. <laughs> Anti-inflammatory dog is yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Go all in, man. And and, and it's like you got to, you got to, uh, also, you kind of got to ease into things, especially if you're doing something new and, and drastic, you know, you, you know, diet wise, you just want to like, you know, you, you you can't, you can't switch overnight, completely different diet. Like it's, it's, it's going to fuck your insides up. Yo, but I eat impossible burgers every day, bro. It's good for you, right? Do you, you have you tried those? Yeah, they're good. I won't eat them because Bill Gates is involved with it and I don't trust that fucker. Well, I don't eat the Beyond ones. I eat Morningstar. Morningstar. That's been around since I came along. Here's the thing. I don't feel sorry for vegetarians anymore. You know why? Why? Because when I started vegetarian, and I started back in the 90s, right, there was only one thing, Morningstar. And it wasn't even that good back then. What's like, Morningstar? Those veggie burgers. Like, they've come a long way. Yo, they're they're, they're so dope. Good. They're so good <laughs> they're now. They're so good. I get the chicken, the chicken pie. Yeah, the chicken nuggets yeah. and all that Field stuff. Field Roast is pretty good, too. Like, well, Why is it called Morningstar? That's the name, the name of the company. Of the yeah, it's the name of the brand. So it's called Morningstar Products. And they made, here's what they make good to sausages. Have you tried the patty sausages? 
they're like, yeah, no, I haven't got them. Yo, let me tell you something. For like I, breakfast? Yeah, get those breakfast with just patties egg? and put it on like bread with like some mayo or like I use veganese at my wife and her kids. Yeah, I've yeah. been using that for years, but a little tomato, uh-huh. salt and pepper, right? Some bread and those about two or three of those patties. <laughs> You're in the biz. Bro, that thing is like <laughs> the breakfast sandwich. That's and hard. yeah, that was good. So here's the thing. Now there's all kinds of options. So there's a million different veggie burgers now. You got the Impossible Burger, yeah. which, you know, look, in Bill Gates' defense, I'm glad to see that there's a big industry and a big investment into that kind of thing. Because I do think that people are going to be healthier if they eat a little less meat. You know, back in the day, from what I understand about, like, going back to the 1800s, right, mm-hmm. people used to eat, like, a little piece of meat and a lot of vegetables. So meat was a part of their diet, but it was a smaller part. And then, of course, you could argue that, well, people live a lot longer now than they did back then. But there's a not, lot of other reasons for that, you know, sanitation and clean water and whatnot, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's like during the fifth after the Second World War and then the canning of the food and all that, there was this huge influx of processing food, preserve preservatives being added into it. And then the. You know, it's the complex, the industrial, the f- industrial food complex really started to develop. And it was when we, it was like, it wasn't until like the early eighties, we started seeing the obes- the obesity and started realizing what was going on, Yeah, you know, but it's the system. It's a monster. It's what ruined coffee in America. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Do you know about that? No. So like pre-World War II, all coffee was done by like mom and pop shops and it was really good coffee. Mm-hmm. And then companies like Maxwell House and stuff got involved. And at first they were kind of towing the line and putting out some pretty decent coffee. But over time, you know how corporations are, like got to maximize the profits for the shareholders, yeah. right? Cut the corner over here. They started using cheaper beans. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the coffee in America had become, American coffee is infamous for being shit. Right. Yeah. The old the stuff you would find at the gas station back in the day, because even now today, like gas station coffee is like light years better than it was <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah it was really shitty. Or th- if you even if you go back to the 90s, like you still had that like watered down, horrible, like low quality coffee. Starbucks started to change that. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, know, that that's kind of like a plot staple on like any show you watch it, like where there's an office setting. It's like the coffee is going to be bad. Like that's part of it. Like, it's like a given. Right. Like an American office has a coffee machine. It's going to be bad coffee. Right. You remember those shows, right? Like, oh, that coffee. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, they just. I just had a fucking epiphany. I don't have any motivation. I don't have like the right. I don't have like a goal or something. I just, I feel like I'm in limbo. I feel like I'm in limbo for such a long time. What? In In what way? Like, I don't know what I want. You know, so I, like when if like if we said like where do, what do you, you see mean? yourself what in you five mean? years? Oh, okay, that's a good question. Yeah, like I feel like I, you know, any kind of decision like family wise, like me and my wife are trying to have a kid right now. I feel like that decision is some. I, I, it's just more like to please her agenda more than what I have in mind. Do you it's, have any kids? No. So what? But I want. But I want. I think I want one. Let me just tell you, as a father, having that kid when you do get it, it's going to clarify everything for you. 
you don't want nothing. You just want to be. Yeah, man. God, she's so fucking annoying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, babe. Have that kid, man. It'll clarify everything for you. Because then you start to realize, I think, so I started, I was kind of in this weird place like that before I had a kid. I think it's like maybe like a lack of confidence. That, that kid, having a kid's like, the thought of it's pretty overwhelming. Gnarly. It's pretty overwhelming. Yeah, it's it? gnarly. <laughs> yeah. You got kids, man? Nope. Oh, man, I've been there. Yeah. Okay, so I got a seven-year-old, but I also have, like, grown kids. So this is, you know, I got remarried and, you know, started all over again. And my first kid was overwhelming, the thought of it. It's like you think the world's going to come to an end and the, everything that you held dear in life and all the fun you thought you were going to have, you're not going to have it anymore. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Kid or no kid, you are going to live your life one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. All right? And don't worry about it because a kid can actually give you that purpose you're looking for because all of a sudden now you got a fire lit up under your ass. You better produce something. It's like that fixed point that you can now build the structure of your life around. That's... You know, I just had I had a ki another kid recently, okay? So I, I was done. I had grown kids. They were teenagers. And they were both about to gra graduate school, and I went and had another kid. And it gave me so much um, is all that damn purpose. Life, is, all the, is all the life force you've been consuming. It's got to <laughs> go somewhere. <laughs> it, it just gave me a purpose, man. I was bored. Is that a Ravi again? I was bored, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's there's all nothing like bringing a life into the world, man. And there's nothing like watching that life grow. And, you know, and I, you know, my first two kids, I love them to death. And I kind of feel bad. I feel guilty in a way because this kid, he's getting so much better of me because I'm older. So I'm more like a grandfather, although I'm a strict grandfather. Because when it comes time to chill, it's time to chill, you know. But <laughs> for the most part, I'm pretty easygoing, you know. And me and my son, we hang out and make music together. Like I say, he's seven. He's got his third single ready, uh -huh. you know. And I'm teaching him. I'm homeschooling him. So I also homeschool my kid on top of working 70 hours a week. <laughs> I homeschool a second grader. So I'm with, you know, me. I have to be going from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. I'm like this, constantly moving. I got something to do, somewhere to be, someone to take care of. Today we're so happy you made it here. So yeah, and then you know today. Well, today's my only day off, so you guys got me on that day. <laughs> thank, thank you for coming. Thank really, you really for appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. You, you know, this is cool. This is cool. I'm gonna be a regular here. I can feel Let's it. Let's fucking do it. Just come hang out and talk shit with you guys. Yeah, Look at sure. Cuba over there in the corner. Hey, Cuba. Uh, what are we running? Are we, are we all still have time? Yeah, we got time. We got like 10, 15 minutes. You want to you wanna fire it up? Let's, let's sing a song. All right. So, yeah, these folks got to know they got to go to my YouTube, man. I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers, too. Jimmy Dredd, that's J-I-M-I -I space D-R-E-D. -E yeah, you got it. Fire for that. But, yeah, I'm trying to get to 1,000 followers so I can monetize that digital son of a biscuit. Mm -hmm. All right? I'm trying to do that. So I got my guitar here. 
I'm, I'm going to sing this song called Wine, and it ain't what you think. <laughs> How many raw cashews does it take to make one human? You know, it's messed up with all those cashews. Thank you. 
Wow, that was so good. Ah, oh, thank you, man. I love the. From Jimmy Dread. It's it's oh, you know I'm a fucking idiot because I didn't fucking record it. He re he recorded it, but I would have had the stems. I should have recorded it. I was like halfway through. I was like, why am I not recording this, bro? Oh, my God. It was so good. I would have cooked something up around it. I would have sent you something. You're not coming through? Oh, my bad. I got you. I got you. Damn, there it is, man. All hey, right. Yo, I just, I just like fell into the song. Like everything. It's a good, it's a great melody. It's catchy. Thanks, man. Yeah, I got yeah. that song. I just released it. Um, on YouTube, and I might end up re-recording that one because I didn't have my Neve when I recorded it. Oh, nice! So it's recorded with the Tascam pre's, mm -hmm. and actually, I'd ran the guitars to an Avalon unit. You kind of reamped it, but it didn't really do what I wanted it to do. The U five? Uh, it was the U five. Yep. Yeah. I was looking. Yeah, you know, I almost bought an Avalon, and I ended up going with the Lunchbox. I go straight digital with my Focus right. Yeah. Yeah. I go straight digital. I, I I just don't have the flow yet. I have like a I have some analog gear, but it's not that. I want the G bus, and I want the compre the sister compressor for the preamp that I have because I like. I would like to start compressing my voice, going down to tape. Yeah, I think a two like you know the ideal thing is like a Neve pre into a tube tech. Like, you're in the biz, yo. If you got that, and then like you're using like a a CM eight hundred. You know, but that's like a fifteen thousand dollar like chain you know, signal chain. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I th I don't know. I'm I'm. I think I, I am a I'm a believer that this that it's not the arrow, it's the Indian. No, absolutely. So, I've kind of gone with the approach so far. I'm releasing stuff as it's finished because at the end of the day, if it's a good song, it's a good song. It'll stand. It doesn't matter what preamp you use. Right. Mm -hmm. So my focus has been like write good songs and put good songs out mm -hmm. and then everything else will fall in line. So form follows function. Form follows function. I like that. Yeah. I heard that form follows function. So if you just function properly, then the rest will form itself. And persistence is the key to success, Matt. Keep going, man. Thank you, thank you. You know, I just actually Tim Pool and those cats were talking about this the other day. I, I like to, I like watching Tim Pool. He's kind of, he's an angry dude. He's kind of turning. I hope he doesn't turn into like Tucker Carlson, or is like it starts selling out and shit. But oh yeah, you know, um, not that I, you know, there's anything wrong with Tucker, you know, Yo, it's or any other talking head on TV for that <laughs> matter. So it's, it's crazy the way. Your brain works. I went to I went to make a note of Tim Pool, so I want to forget to check him out later. But then you were saying Tucker Carlson. Well, Tucker has had no. Tim so on so then times. instead of typing Tim Pool, I typed Tucker Carlson. And I was like, that was Wait, a Freudian. That, that, that was yeah. a Freudian typo. <laughs> <laughs> I just like his if name. you were speaking, it would have been a slip. Yo, that's nice. It was a Freudian typo. That's that. That's the episode name. Freudian typo. I, I just like how his name sounds like the word temple. That's cool. 
anyway, yeah, Tim Pool, you know, he's cool. And you know what I like is it's just some young cats like you, and they just sit around like this, and they just talk about news stuff, you know. Um, and they, yeah, that, that's how I, and then I also like to um, digest my news through comedians. So if I'm going to hear bad news, I like to just have a chuckle over it. Yeah, it kind of lightens the mood. You know, it's like, because there's so much, like, hyperbole going on. Yeah. And everybody, and then, you know, you know, something the other day, I was looking on how to monetize my channel, right? And it made me start to take everything I'm hearing from any podcast or anything with a grain of salt. Because I'm like, well, hang on. These guys got to get views. You know? Like, we could have gotten down and dirty, and I probably could have got you, like, shadow banned or something. You know? Because <laughs> they won't even let me back on Instagram. But, Fuck those guys, you know. Fuck the meta. Fuck your, all that shit. Your Instagram profile's active. Like when I went to, it's active, but I haven't been able to get in there and do anything. So screw meta, because they want me to tell them my birthday, and I'm like, I don't want to tell you my birthday. Should have asked me that when I opened my account. Yeah. Why are you asking me now? Yeah. You know, after all this stuff we just went through with y'all censoring people, and they threw freaking Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. off. Now, how do you throw Robert F. Kennedy Jr. off? This guy has spent his whole life suing corporations for polluting water systems, right? He's like an American hero. We have clean lakes and rivers because of his legal work, right? And then they go and throw him off because he he represents children's health defense that is, you know, is, a, is an adv- advocacy group to get injured children who have been injured by vaccines. Listen, dude, it's a conflict of interest, okay? Let the big boys work. Yeah, let the big boys work, man. How can you screw the pooch if you keep getting in our way? We're trying to screw the pooch over here. Yeah, they're going to screw it, but let them get it. Anyway, I won't get you in trouble today. I'll try not to get you shadow banned. (laughs) I'm being lighthearted, except I did say fuck in my song and probably a few other times. Apologize for that. You got a potty mouth. It's okay. What? 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 I'll say now. You'll to, learn that the, the potty the, mouth when you have a kid. Yeah, yeah. So no potty mouth for you, young man. I have a huge potty mouth. Potty mouth. I, I'm into that kind of stuff. Why? Because you eat ass. Jesus. Hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of course, I eat ass. I'm from Miami. Yo, it's like the, the, only, the only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna t- tag on the end of that is like it's it's gotten to the point where they the goalposts are always changing, and it's gotten to the point where it's like the the so called sides are have so are so deeply entrenched, and they really claim issues that's got to be one thing or another right there's there's the the middle ground for those people doesn't exist yeah it's it's, it's like falling away and that's like one way or another like in the past year like that that's why i'm always because i don't i don't i don't claim either side but i see a lot of like people that are used you know in 2019 were republican now they're Democrat and vice versa. Right, they switch sides on it, and it's just it's just like around, is like it's gotten to the point where it's and then it's like, 
you could be on the other end of the spectrum, but just out of off this one point where it's like it's like the everything's just so warped and distorted that now it's like okay just because i you know might have come to uh you know a soft conclusion just based off general observations off this one thing you know it revolves so heavily around that that we can't even move past that now and it's like you know everything else just gets invalidated and it's it's hard to you know, like, you know, like, like we all can sit down, like we're generally like minded, but, you know, it, that that that's getting, I think, like rarer and rarer these days just to just even to have, you know, positive discussions beyond, you know, or just positive interactions beyond anything superficial. You know, I with this situation with my kid in the school the other day. Right. I have a friend of mine who's a professor. And we are not like-minded. We disagree on quite a bit of stuff. We have debates all the time. We disagree on a lot of things. But I still consider him my good friend, even though we don't agree on things. We found a lot of common ground. But when I had this issue with the school, I actually went to him to say, read this for me and tell me if I'm overreacting for getting cold feet to send my kid to this school. And guess what his response was? Hell no, you're not getting cold feet. I would not sign that. And... I was like, wow, that's coming from my polar opposite, right? And if that, if it's that bad for him, right? Hey, you, he you said he heard Twilight Zone music, and this guy does not entertain anything out of the mainstream. You, you, you actually really just underlined just how valuable having, uh, uh, having friends and just ha- having respect for people that you don't agree with because when you're in a moment of crisis and you're unsure, you don't want an echo chamber. No, the echo chamber sucks. You you went you went to the guy who doesn't think like you, who thinks different things from you. Right. And then, you know, that, that solidified my decision. Right. If he said it, right. And yeah, I mean, if the world operated that way a little bit more, but it requires a lot of, a lot of debating, going back and forth, and that times where you might get upset about stuff, you know. But um, you get past it, and you keep debating, and you, you keep uncovering common ground. But um, and you know, I think I think self lack of self esteem plays a big role. Yeah, because if you don't have confidence it's a lot harder for you to admit you're wrong. Right. It's an ego ego challenge. Yeah. So you got to take acid. I I love to admit when I'm wrong. It's a liberating thing. Oh, yo, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I swear to God. Being when, when I, when I first discovered that I was wrong about so many things and things that I had up to a point built my identity around of like, these are facets of my personality. And then, you know, and then the, you know, the facade just crumbled and it was liberating because you can be whatever you want to be. Right. It's truly liberating to be wrong and it's completely okay. It is okay because everybody's wrong all the time. Everybody. No one's always right. <clears throat> it's like yin yang. 
Hell yeah, I love that. Let's let's end it off like that. Yo, this has been it's been a really good episode. Yo, you want you want to let the people know where where they can find you out and about any given week? Oh man, go to jimmydread.com, J I M I D R E D. But you can hit me up at Sandbar every Tuesday night, Coconut Grove. You can catch me at Gilbert's Resort on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. I'm down at Island Marauder Fish Company on Thursdays. I'm at Hole in the Wall in Kings Creek, Kendall on Fridays. Saturdays, I'm quite often at Schnebley's Winery. So come on out there, and I'm definitely at Schnebley's Winery every Sunday for six hours, 1.30 to 7.30 on Sundays, and about the same on Saturdays. Come on out. Just don't be a, the motherfucker that spills his wine. Don't <laughs> spill my fucking wine. All the time. Jimmy Dread. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. From, 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 from Shrooms to Skyrim. With Matthew, Matthew, and Hiram. Haven't you I can't, we gotta edit this, dude. It's way too long. I gotta send it to me right now and I just airdrop it to my computer and I'll edit it. Yeah, but it's like the very end of the episode. Like, it's like if someone stopped listening at the very end, it's not like they're missing anything because it's done after this. I'll send it to you. I don't care. Y'all should put this shit on just like this. Yeah, leave it like that. Leave it all like that. All right, conversation, everything. Hey, you know what? It's all about being real. Yeah. (laughs) Carlos, you can't be right all the time. Okay. (laughs) I accepted it. I just said, all right, yeah, leave it. I'm a dumb dumb. I shouldn't say that either. I have to to speak well to myself. That's a new thing I'm practicing. Yeah, the four agreements. Good, good verbiage to myself. Four agreements. What's that? And you don't know about the four agreements? Wow. You you are beautiful and you are loved. Four agreements. You know, there's this book. It's called The Four Agreements. It's the fucking.